0: Welcome to DTS 55, we had a big weekly update with new Weapon Foundry showing off a bunch of pretty new Taken King weapons, and Gamescom is in just two weeks. They're definitely going to show some stuff off there. You're listening to Destiny the Soul. Welcome, Guardians. What is good, everybody? My name is BBK Dragoon, joined as always by my great co-host Diddy. How are you doing today? Very well. I am no longer considered a
1: destiny scrub lord. Oh yes, I saw the tweet. Tell the listeners. I got the (laughs) Galahorn. On the Xbox on the Xbox. Where'd you get it? After losing a salvage game of all places. Yes. I just decided I had just turned the stream off from last week, and I decided, you know, I've got my sixteenth hard light now. Why not? Let's go ahead and use it. in And I need auto rifle grimoire, more, so I'm just going to use hard light for the rest of those kills. And then I lose, and then I just get the Gallahorn, and so just out of nowhere, just out of nowhere. And I was just like, oh, I'm not streaming. I'm not recording. No one's seeing this reaction. Ah.
0: <laughs> Your YouTube senses were tingling. I know, right? I was yeah, freaking dude. out. I saw a picture. You've already leveled it up almost all the way, and it's been, I think, three yeah. hours, right? Two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, two hours after I got it, I had uh, wolf pack
1: rounds unlocked and the next damage upgrade. Yeah. And then the next circle after that is the final tree column, and it was three quarters of the way filled up, and I don't ha- didn't have any more glimmer. And mm-hmm. I had already done the bounties on my Titan, so I lost all of that experience. Yeah. <laughs> so that was super unfortunate. Couldn't do it all at once. No, I, I could have, but it just wasn't available.
0: You and I got to play on stream this week. You were doing the streaming. I hopped on board last night. We had a lot of fun playing some Clash. Yeah, it was nice, relaxing atmosphere. It was fun. Indeed, man. Pro PvP tipped. If you're getting frustrated, go play with friends. I have a really hard time playing Destiny PvP by myself if I'm doing something that isn't Rumble just because it's so momentum-based. When you have a, a teammate or a friend, it's so chill. It's so much better of an experience. It's like everything in Destiny is better with a friend, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely
0: we need to be one of those like encouraging motivational posters that you see in math (laughs) class where it's like the cat that's like you can do it but just like it's better with friends and like these two guardians holding hands or some crap so (laughs) anyway let's hop into the news News! first up on the news this week was well the bunchy weekly update talking about weapon foundries Diddy, do you want to take the overview of this one
1: Basically, new brands of weapon, you know we know the Soros regime, obviously, and they're just taking that and expanding on that idea how, where they're creating different brands of weapons where if you see it, you know exactly what brand it is. And exactly. they They touched on a few of them. What were they? was How do you say that Hake? Hake, Hake? I don't know. <laughs> Hake. Uh, a listener can tell us
0: how wrong we are.
1: I'm scrolling down here. Amelon, which is the foundry that I think did Hardlight. So... Yes. Hype. Hype. And Soros, obviously, which we already know and love.
0: Yeah, and we got a bunch of pictures of those weapons and a little bit of description, kind of lore behind them. Each of the weapon... I'm just going to call them brands or foundries or what they were calling them, wasn't it? Yeah. All right. So each of the weapon foundries have characteristics not only visual characteristics that you know you can identify pretty quickly but the way they handle and kind of the stuff what they talk about so like for hockey Um, building reliable tools built for soldiers in the field. Hockey values simplicity over intricacy, function over flair. Hockey weapons all start with a more tightly focused band of base stats that don't spike as high or low as other weapon families, granting a solid foundation for growing the weapon. On a Hockey talent grid, you'll see a simplified set of scopes that work best for the weapon, front-loaded perk nodes with the stat upgrade options occupying the final column i'm gonna cut there because they keep talking about more of this stuff but like really interesting the way they're talking about these weapons i feel like they are okay this is just a stab in the dark here it feels like they're using this as the new great equalizing platform you have three (laughs) weapon foundries maybe some more to choose from and right now in Destiny what do we have? We have a hodgepodge. We have a goodie basket. We have everything under the sun and you've got weapons that handle very differently from one another. Am I crazy off base in thinking that this feels almost like a way for them to control the sandbox and bring it a little bit tighter?
1: No, I think I think you're pretty close here. And the last thing that they that you read is that they are Front-loaded perk nodes with stat upgrade options occupying the final column. It almost seems like each weapon foundry is going to have a different way of leveling up. So right now, it does. It sounds long. Right now, it has. You have the perk, and then the middle column, and then another perk. Right. Yes. And I think it seems like the hockey weapons. You're going to have the middle tree moved to the very end, so Mm -hmm. you can have that option. Uh, towards the end, and as you level up the weapon, it's just going to, um, it's just going to you know change the way these weapons
0: act out and play out in game itself. Exactly. So if we look at the Amalon text that they wrote about the Amalon weapons, it says, "Sporting lighter ergonomic frames, Amalon weapons all start with generous base handling stats to build from. Amalon talent grids focus on behavioral perks over stat customization." Legendary talent grids are the only weapons that offer three perks, one as the first non-scope upgrade and two as a binary choice in the final column. Perk selection favors perks that are energy-based and or go beyond the weapon to interact with the wielder's abilities or status. So two things here from that statement. Number 1, when it brings up legendary talent grids are the only weapons that offer the three perks. That Makes it sound like you're going to have Amelons that are not legendary, that maybe blues are going to come back into play again, or maybe even green Amelon weapons. The other thing here is they're describing why these weapons, like, where you will see their increase during the XP leveling process of the weapon. Does that make sense? It's hard to explain, but, like, when they say it starts with a generous base handling stat... Okay, well, why does that matter? If you ask me today, Diddy, you've almost leveled your Yallahorn. Are Do you think they're going to make weapon leveling a little bit longer and maybe more pronounced? That way players have to choose which weapon foundry suits them and which one they want to spend the time with.
1: I don't know. It's, it's interesting because if one weapon foundry takes longer to level up than another, then we'll see favoritism there, right? It's like, yeah. I get this gun, I need to level up i need a legendary weapon to level up really quick i'm gonna i can't use that weapon foundry even though i like those perks so yeah. that's gonna if that's true then that's gonna cause some issues there but what does it mean by their uh let's see legendary talent grades are the only weapons that offer three perks I don't
0: know. I mean, maybe they're ditching some of those triple-node things that we've seen before. Yeah, so maybe
1: Amalon weapons just have three perks, and you don't get uh, options there.
0: Maybe so. We'll see. The Suros text reads this. Suros believes in options, weapons that can be repurposed (laughs) for a variety of combat situations. You're laughing at the regime, aren't you? I'm just laughing. They... uh... It's it's just funny the way that's phrased. Suro's <laughs> okay. talent grids offer two columns of two stat perks, granting more options for changing weapon stats than any other foundry. The single behavior perk is grounded in the middle of the talent grid as a focus point for the weapon's core potential. If you want a weapon that can flex from CQ, wow, close quarters to ranged, quick to powerful, fast handling to hard hitting, all with the swap of a few nodes, it's Suro's. So, yeah, it sounds like we were right, or I don't know who said it, but
1: it sounds like with these new weapon foundries, we're going to be able to have more options in the perk trees, you know, with, um, what is it, Hake, Hake, whatever. Somebody tell us on Twitter how to pronounce this word. (laughs) Hake for now. Hake for now. So, it sounds like Hake, you have that uh, option tree uh, upgraded last, so... With the Amalon, you get three different perks and you don't get options. But with Soros, you get two trees of options and then one middle perk, just like shot package or something. And it's, you know, with the weapons we got with House of Wolves, they introduced weapon reforging. And they said, oh, you're going to have tons more options with uh, the be- the ability to reforge any legendary weapon you want. But to be honest, there is a king Role there is a best role for a specific weapon archetype, yes, right? Yeah, but it sounds like with these new weapon foundries, we're going to have a lot more options for weapon archetypes. You know, we're going to have um, a let's just say we're going to have a Soros regime with the option to either have focus fire final round or. I don't know, field scout or something, something dumb like that, right? In yeah. one specific tree, and you have just tons of options. You know, you can customize that weapon to do whatever you want. Say, I want a messenger with the tree being reactive, reload, head seeker, or um, secret round, right? Yeah, so whatever, something like that. And you just pick between those three, and depending on what you're feeling in that crucible match or that strike or that raid, you just pick that pick that perk and i think it's really
0: cool yeah you brought up something really important with reforging there the way i see this and this is my perfect world i would love if they got rid of reforging because there is a god roll on weapons there is that (laughs) awesome thing i hate re-rolling stuff and doing that random process of saying goodbye to your moats i've had like great luck sometimes in the first few and then other times i've wasted Oh my gosh! Like twenty re rolls, just trying to get what I want, and I oh end no, up with a worse re-rolls. roll. What's that? <laughs> I, I've spent at
1: least three hundred motes of light on my low grade humility, and I still don't have the good roll.
0: It doesn't feel good. It's <laughs> it's not satisfying, and so the it's way just I a see waste. it, you look at a hockey, a, a hockey auto rifle, or okay, let's go Suros because Suros was actually they said more choices. So you had, get a Suros auto rifle. Everybody who has that Suros auto rifle has all the same perks, okay? All the same options, but they can choose how they want to set that perk roll up to where it's not, like, inhibiting. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Suros regime, right now, it has an optimal perk set. But let's say, you know, this is patch 2.0 in place. You've got a new Suros weapon. Maybe you have the option to customize that Suros the way you want to. And everybody has those perks available. They don't have to go through the dumb reroll process to actually get them. It's how you choose it. Does it? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, exactly. And f- just for example, with the Suros there, I, and you talked about with the Weapon Patch 2.0, auto rifles are kind of fitting a submachine gun class. Yeah. You can have like a Suros auto rifle with hip fire and... And rapid fire, meaning it shoots faster, mm-hmm. but deals less damage per bullet and field scout, right? Yeah. And you can optimize that way if you like to rush in and be close quarters, or you can have that exact same auto rifle with focus fire, which increases damage, but shoots slower, increased range and increased accuracy at a distance. So you can use it to a, like a pulse rifle, mid to long range engagement. Mm-hmm. You can just customize it to fit your playstyle, And I really like this customizable
0: option. I, I like it. Now, we're making a lot of inferences that might not come true, but the way this is written really makes me believe that we're on the right track. One cool thing is hockey pulse rifles will fire a burst of four rounds with damage adjusted to match the DPS of a three-round burst, meaning the pulse rounds do a little bit less individually, but as a group, you know, do equal. The fire time between bursts is slightly faster. So that's cool. A four-shot pulse rifle of Hawkeye's. That's, uh, that's I'm interesting. Really, yeah. I'm excited about this, to be honest. Like, I think they're maybe wrenching wrenching in the far endpoints of the weapons in the game right now. Because, let's face it, there's not much unity between guns, okay? Like, in Destiny right now, everything at the top tier is very different from one another. Whereas these foundries, there's a theme. You'll see an Amelon, and you'll see a theme of, oh, I know kind of how an Amelon handles, or how it feels, how it looks, what it does... I like that. I really really like this update so far. Later in the update they talk about the Destiny Year 1 art contest that has begun already. You can submit. I didn't really pay much attention to it. Um it's basically artwork that they're looking for or anything really do you, do you remember what it is?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's just Destiny fan art. Just if cool. you've created something because you love the game, submit it to the art contest and on Bungie you can vote for your favorites and there's some really cool-looking stuff over there. There's some great
0: fan art. Like some some, of, hit, it, some yeah. of
1: it's just concept art, and then others is comics. It doesn't have to be one specific thing. It's just everything. It's really cool.
0: I think videos are available, too, to submit. Seven people are going to win the Collector's Edition of the Taken King, while 50 people are going to win a Blacksmith shader. Hey, this week, Trials of Osiris, dude, do you want to tell people how it's working
1: with the map rotations? Every map we've seen so far in the Trials rotation is available... In the Trials of Osiris, I mean, or was available in in the Trials of Osiris. And I think they're going to keep that moving forward. So going to a Trials match, originally it was one map per weekend. Now they're doing a map rotation because we kind of begged for that. And it was interesting because on the week that it was Cauldron, I really hate that map. I never do well on it. I didn't really play Trials that week. And this week... Uh, it was a lot more difficult because I could go on a seven win streak, almost get my flawless, and then I would get Cauldron. and I would just lose because I psych myself out every single time. And it's it really it's a lot more difficult because your fire team has to adjust to the map playstyle because one map, Pantheon, I'm using Red Death because of its its longer ranges, uh, Black Shield, and uh, cauldron I have to use last word because it's close quarters so it's a uh, nice to adjust play styles between matches
0: yep if you like it or if you don't like it you can let Bungie know there's a link f- on the weekly update which you can get to from our website destinytheshow.com in which uh, this week is an experiment they say we know you'll tell us what you think but please do it here and it links to the feedback forum so if you like it or dislike it please let Bungie know personally I dislike it I like having one map for the weekend. I would also like to be able to vote for what map we're going to have that weekend, but we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. Some people might like it. Like, it sounds like Diddy, you like the fact that they did this? um,
1: As opposed to it being Cauldron all weekend? All yes. right, all right,
0: okay. <laughs> See, that raises another issue we'll have to talk about in the topic, though. So, uh, Hotfix 1.2.0.5. So many. I shouldn't that's say a, the points, should I? I should just of say the numbers. Two or five. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, it's going to be coming before the Taken King. It's going to include the Nepal Digital Rewards for those of you who purchased the Nepal fundraiser where you spent, I think, $25, got the t-shirt, and you're getting a shader. So the shader and emblem codes will be delivered via email, and that's going to come with the hot fix sometime between now and 2.0. That means sometime between now and September 15th. They going to fix husk of the pit again. It's not dropping. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to increase the drop rate from the original drop rate so sometime between now and then they're going to fix that with the hot fix and, and we can finally get that gun
1: can't you only get it from the aris mission at this point because blades of crota don't spawn in anymore it's yep it's, it's just the a fist of crota yeah it's the fist of crota mission and, and it's not you spawn in just sparrow to him and kill him and that's the only way to get that weapon now so it's going to be super rare because the house of wolves wolves are prowling event is going on that replaced blades of crota
0: dude i've tried for five hours <laughs> trying to get a husk of the pit drop and have not gotten it it makes me i don't care that necrochasm sucks i still want that gun <laughs> it, pe-
1: so it's going to be more useful
0: all right well we'll see after weapon foundries get into the, the mix. <laughs> what's gonna rock uh their second piece of news today was the pre-order stuff so some pre-order things were leaked about Uh, Suros Arsenal Pack pre-order bonuses. There was a picture from GameStop saying, if you pre-order The Taken King from us, you're going to get stuff. So here we go. This is in Deej's words himself fixing the issue. Early access to the Suros Arsenal Pack is available starting September 15th. The Suros Arsenal Pack can be attained by pre-ordering the digital or physical edition of Destiny The Taken King or by the purchase of the digital or physical collector's edition. Suros Arsenal Pack can also be obtained through gameplay starting January 1st, 2016. Suros Arsenal Pack is not exclusive to any retail or platform, subject to availability. So what does that mean? The offer will be available to all players outside of the United States. This includes pre-orders of the $40 and $60 versions, not just the collector's edition. And yes, if you've already pre-ordered a qualifying edition... You are included. And these are like three Soros weapons that you get when you get the game. But we don't know if they're legendary. If you remember back when That's Destiny true. Vanilla came out, yeah. you got Vanguard weapons. They weren't legendary, they were green weapons that you use when you're leveling from like level six to 10. So, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but the community, again, as we like to do, threw a hissy fit and got cray cray on Reddit and Twitter about. I don't want to pre-order from GameStop. I don't live in the U.S. Well, guess what? It's everybody. So I haven't pre-ordered it yet. Have you? No, I actually haven't. Okay. Well, let's hop into the topic. Salvaged relic data is now decrypted. Not of consequence. Evening, Guardian. Earn your honor, Guardian. Titan survey data requested by Today's topic, Gamescom, is in, what, two weeks, he? I think, in and around there? Yeah. We know Taken King's gonna be showing off there. One of the things that was mentioned at the end of the weekly update was next week, we're scouting the Dreadnought. So this Thursday, they're gonna talk about the Dreadnought, and the week after that, we're going to Germany. Every hero shot we took during our weapons inspection this week came from the build we're taking to Gamescom. So they're gonna be showing off the new weapon foundries at Gamescom. Come and see us in the PlayStation booth... And we'll let you fire off a few virtual rounds if you're in the neighborhood. So I'm curious to think what's going to be shown at Gamescom and if they're going to talk more than just the multiplayer demo. What do you think? I really hope we see. Well, they're talking
1: about the Dreadnought next week, right? So maybe they'll yeah. actually show some gameplay of the Dreadnought f- at Gamescom. Because I've, I've heard that the that the Destiny build at Gamescom is going to be updated from E3. Yes. So uh, it I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited because I want to see the new patrol area and we're going to see that next week before Gamescom, but I want to see it in action. Maybe oh, it would be it's my dream to see like a story mission at Gamescom on the Dreadnought, but it's not going to happen because we, I I just I want I'm I'm excited.
0: We got some press images this week of what looked like the first mission, so maybe we will see some shots from that, and they've been showing some more video footage of that. Do you think we would see a trailer for the raid, maybe? Ooh,
1: maybe not for the raid, <laughs> because... You don't think? No, they like to keep that stuff secret forever. Yeah. Well, I guess the, uh, the Dark Below cinematic teaser was teasing the Crota raid, so... Yeah, maybe we'll see, maybe see
0: a teaser trailer, maybe 30 seconds for the Dreadnought Raid. Yeah. Dark Below was the Raid. I mean, let's face it, (laughs) (laughs) not much else came from that, but uh, they probably will hold on to the Raid teaser because the way it worked with the original Destiny was Vault of Glass didn't come out for two weeks, right? And then Hard Mode didn't come out till later. I think so, yeah. Yeah. And same thing, Dark Below, the Raid was available at launch, but the Hard Mode wasn't available for like another month. I actually love when they stagger that stuff because it gives players time to do the normal mode first and then get geared up for the hard mode, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm so excited. I think you're going to see a new build. It's going to be multiplayer. They're going to be playing Mayhem and Rift, the two new game modes. We'll see these new weapon foundries, what they look like. I don't think they're going to show off or talk about the new gear Every time we get pictures from these dev dev builds, they have these ridiculous light levels. There was one with light level 483, <laughs> so don't trust dev builds, okay? They're not accurate. This is something that was built there. I think we may see some kind of a trailer, something, maybe a story tease, but the raid trailer is probably not something we'll see until like a month or two out. We'll go out with probably with like a pre-order bonus, you know, the next time they announce another pre-order bonus kind of a thing, so... I'm looking forward to that. House of Wolves, shortcomings, and stuff. That's the headline I wrote for this topic. <laughs> so what could have made House of Wolves the cream of the crop, the top of the tip, the best of the best? Uh, top of the tip, wow. Nice. <laughs> cool. We want to talk about House of Wolves, now that we've had this for a while, and what steps we think could have been done to maintain it, because while Diddy and I both agree, that it was a pretty good story, right? We enjoyed the story missions. The story mission was better than vanilla destiny and better
1: than dark below it. I made me interested in what I was doing.
0: Agreed. And we liked the first five weeks of prison of elders. We really did. I think, right? Yeah. And trials. We really liked trials until the rotation started to repeat itself. So what realistic steps do you think could be changed to make house of wolves better? And what themes would carry over into the taken King? So if you say, I think they need to sustain stuff better, do you think that plays into the Taken King as well? What workflows should Bungie start looking at to maintain things in between expansions a little bit better? So I think when we talk about House of Wolves,
1: we kind of have to talk only about end game content, right? Because yeah. that's all the expansion was. Aside from the story missions, uh, we had Prison of Elders, right? The introduction the of... The new social space. Uh, the new social space and, well, and trials, right? Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about prison of elders and trials so with prison of elders they introduced the arena game mode and people since launch were like why doesn't destiny have a horde mode because this game just screams horde mode and so i think this was bungie's answer to that it's it's you go into a room you fight wave after wave of enemy and you complete an objective that's cool but when it's the same thing every single week it does get really repetitive you know it's and the worst part about it is the rewards earned do not. Uh, they do not. They what, suck. Yeah, they they suck. They, <laughs> they don't really. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They don't really. They're not comparable to the time and effort put into earning it. Right. No. People do skull loss all six rounds of skull loss. It takes some people like three and a half hours. Right. Yep. And then you get her benevolence, well, not her benevolence, but like the shotgun, right? Yeah. A re-rollable legendary shotgun. Yip-dee-doo, I was using my perfect matador roll the whole time, and it's, (laughs) I don't know. But I think one of the main issues people will have with Prison of Elders is the reward system, right? Yeah. Because you don't get, from the chest, you get the queen's weapons, that's, that's cool and all. you are
0: average. And even if you get like a perfect roll, dude, they are still just above average, most of them, unless you got a Queen's Emissary.
1: Yeah. And the you get the weapon core and the armor core. The stuff that Variks sells, <laughs>
0: I'm,
1: I'm thinking about the armor specifically, right? The armor uh. that Variks has that you can <laughs> yeah. get from the Judgment Chance as well, it has different perks to help you in Prison of Elders. I think that's really cool. But when you only sell discipline and strength it doesn't it's not good right No. for the first three weeks it was like strength 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 so if you got all of those armor pieces you had like 630 strength just just from those three armor pieces and it didn't make sense yeah so that doesn't really make sense and we just need more variety in the prison of elders experience totally
0: Curated experiences for five weeks. We were in there every week. We did them. The level 34s are what I'm talking about. I loved how different each of the bosses were. They were fun and they were challenging. And then after the end of that five weeks, I have zero motivation to continue doing it purely because the rewards stink. I would love it if there was an element of randomness or if they would just keep adding more of these curated experiences. I'm not saying you have to build new art models for these guys. But maybe just change the fights up a little bit. That probably takes a lot more manpower than what I'm making it sound like. So- no,
1: yeah, because it's it's exactly right. Because after those five weeks, once we see that repeat Prison of Elders experience, we know exactly what's going to happen. We know the modifiers, we know the objectives, and we know the boss fight. Yeah, And granted, it's... That's kind of what they were going for because, you know, you need to learn the experience. The raid doesn't change every week, right? No. The Vault of Glass is the exact same every single time, but it's more enjoyable because the rewards you get, they feel like they're more earned. like Desirable. Dude. Fate bringer. Found verdict. Pra- Praetorian foil dropped for somebody in my raid this past week, and that's like the rarest weapon in the game. And Is it Really? It, I think so. I oh, almost never one. see yeah. it drop. Pretoria, you got the fusion rifle from Vault. Yeah.
0: Dang, you're lucky.
1: I haven't even leveled it yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really good in Vault of Glass, and nice. It's just like it feels like you really earn those weapons. With Prison of Elders, it's just kind of like a walk in the park, or it's a super grind fest, and the reward is
0: just a mode of light. Yippee doo! Yeah. Yay! <laughs> Trials then. Okay, so all real quick with House of Wolves, I think the easy way they you know address this. Make rewards better. Give exotic chances for the 32 or the 34. Maybe just the 34, like, without having to open the big chest. Without having, I guess keys are pretty easy to come by now. I don't I know. Think,
1: well, yeah, I guess keys are a lot easier to come by. It's guaranteed for completing those wanted bounties each week. But yeah, I think at level 34 and 35, it should be guaranteed from one of the small chests.
0: Yeah. I think just do away with the Queen's Wrath rerollable stuff, because everything you get, everybody's like, is this good? And you have to tell them, well... It could be if you got this, this, if this, If you and that. re-roll it. Exactly. <laughs> and that takes all the excitement out because you just got a chore. You didn't get a reward. You got a chore, you know? Yeah, basically. Okay, Trials. Trials itself, I love the format, except for the fact that maps don't switch sides, or excuse me, like the players don't switch sides on the map. And I want to be able to vote for the maps. I think we're missing out by not having Firebase Delphi, by not having Asylum, by not trying out Rusted Lands. Like, they're probably unbalanced, and some of those maps probably wouldn't fit, but I would love it if the community could actually vote on what next week's map could be, or if they just used a bigger pool, because the pool they selected, I'm not a huge fan of. Your thoughts? Most of the maps in the Trials rotation at the moment are not
1: good for Trials. And some of the vanilla maps, like you said, Firebase Delphi, Rusted Lands, Asylum, those three maps would be perfect for elimination. Asylum is symmetrical. It's small enough. It's good. It's not a camp fest, and it would take a coordinated team to use that effectively. Yeah, Asylum is basically a smaller Pantheon, if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And Pantheon is is an okay Trials map. Yeah. Uh, so okay moving on rusted lands it's asymmetrical it's i don't think it really has a powerful side maybe it does for control but for elimination i could play either side of that map with ease and then what was that third one i mentioned firebase delphi it's it's unbalanced for control that's why they reduced the the percentage of it popping into iron banner and such Mm -hmm. but For Elimination, that map is close quarters enough, but it's also big enough to outmaneuver your enemies. And just more map rotation would make Trials so much better.
0: Agreed. Yeah, and switching switching the side of the map you're on every two rounds, I feel like that's so mandatory, and the fact that it hasn't happened is frustrating. So small things, little bits of maintenance in between the expansions, would be very well received from the community. I don't know what kind of manpower that takes from them. And I also don't want to detract from the experience that the Taken King will be. But my hope is that the longer Destiny goes on, the more that they realize this. I mean, look, we didn't even talk about the new hiring of a community manager. Deej is one of the community managers, but we now have Cosmo, who was the founder of slash R slash Destiny the game, right? Uh, Yeah, I think so. So we have now two community managers, and Cosmo's job is to keep his ear to Reddit, forums, YouTube, online, Twitter, the general consensus, and communicate that. My hope is that as time goes on, there's more sustaining maintenance between expansions, so it's not just, hey guys, we've got a great new expansion, it's coming out today, and boom. And then the next thing we're going to talk about is our next expansion. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I think i would have expected like monthly updates to destiny monthly changes to just little things just to keep just to keep shaving the sphere that is destiny right now it's kind of bumpy with all the with obviously you it has a big thorn in its side pun intended but, but they're just trying to smooth it out with that weapon update but that could have been prevented with a little bit more consistency in patch updates just yeah more often
0: and i'm we are not insinuating anything against Bungie on this one because we have two sides to the coin. Like, I know Bungie works hard, and we had a lot of updates. The hotfixes, there's mm-hmm. a lot that happens to Destiny if you look at it from launch until now. But we're talking less in the way of hotfixes, more in the way of, I don't know, I I don't know, maintaining the content.
1: <laughs> yeah, I expected maybe something like an update dot five that many updates i think Mm -hmm. because i mean after that uh, if you're not updating the game that often then why are you even doing the one dot number system (laughs) yeah
0: well we'll wait and see i think they're still learning and just figuring out what destiny is just like the rest of us but closing thoughts Let's look towards the Taken King. I mean, obviously it's a
1: major expansion and Bungie's still learning how the Destiny community reacts to the stuff that they're adding and changing. So uh, I know this, this podcast was a little, somewhat a little bit negative, but we love this game and we are staying positive towards the Taken King. I mean, only good thoughts from here on out
0: for the uh, next expansion. Yeah, and our critiques come from a passion from playing this game. And I'll say this, I think House of Wolves rocks as an expansion. I think it was really fun, and it gives players a decent amount of stuff to do. I'm not taking any of that away. I'm just trying to think, for the future, how can we improve? Diddy, where can people find your content?
1: Twitter.com slash DiddyDTS, D-I-T-T-Y, D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S.
0: Excellent. Remember to check out our friends at DestinyTracker.com for the best stat tracking in the Destiny universe. You can go to our website at DestinyTheShow.com for all the links from today and more. You can check us out on Twitch.tv slash DestinyTheShow. Diddy has been streaming up a marathon of good stuff with a lot of viewers. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at DestinyTheShow. We didn't have time for an it came from Twitter today, but we read your tweets and we'll talk about them in the future. Thanks for all the nice compliments about last week's mega show. It was a long one. You can find me at BBK Dragoon on Twitter or YouTube.com slash BBK Dragoon. Have a wonderful week. Guardians, check out the new foundries, and we'll see you next time.